Please note that this podcast contains explicit content and adult language. It may not be suitable for listeners under 18. We're going to shift gears. We've spent the last two episodes hearing stories from Stephen, his firsthand account of Bailey Jester's manipulation and deceit. And there's more, a lot more. But in this episode, we're going deeper, beyond Stephen, before Stephen. As we said before, Bailey's entire ploy relied on her hundreds and hundreds of photos, coupled with a large network of fake friends, family, and tagged photos and statuses, Bailey was able to go unnoticed for years. But little did she know, with every click of a thumb and mouse, she was leaving a digital footprint of information. Information left for us to decipher and solve. Our approach was two-pronged. We both wanted to find the catfish, whoever they were, and we wanted to find out where the hell she got all these photos from. We were detectives connecting the dots, piecing together the story, looking for answers. My name is Robert Hoxie. My name is Julia Pink. This is Fine Bailey, episode three. So it's May 2019, and I call Steven after I see that he is still in a relationship with Bailey. I ask him, has she FaceTimed you yet? And he says no. Right. And this sets off us starting to dig into who she really is. Well, you you pulled me in. Yeah. On accident. Yeah. I mean, pretty <laughs> much. We didn't have access to Steven's Facebook at the time, so we can only see Bailey's private profile. Our only avenue into unraveling this mystery was to see who liked these photos. We figured if we could verify who liked these photos or who interacted with Bailey with comments, then we could verify Bailey. We also figured the real person behind all of this could be somewhere interacting with Bailey. But our main objective was to find out if anyone is real here. There were certain groups of names that were popping up that were liking Bailey's profile pictures and cover photos. Names like Skylar Rose and Jake Tyler Jester, Dustin Meredith, Demi Reed, Zoe Ellis. Going to these profiles, we started to see all the connections between them. Like a lot of them were in relationships with one another. For instance, Skylar Rose was dating Dustin Meredith and Zoe Ellis is Jake Tyler Jester's fiance. Zoe is Jake's fiance. For the longest time, I thought that they had a kid together. The reason I thought that is because she would go over to her brother's house and every time she came back, she would say something about her nephew. My nephew did this, my niece did this, she had a niece too. She would send me pictures of them together. I even talked to this kid one time. She was babysitting and she's on speaker. So the flip you can hear everything I'm saying and he wants to talk to me. So I get on the phone with him and you know, I, you know we're just like kind of talking smack to one another. We get off the phone and that was pretty much it. And that was always strange to me that she took that risk because obviously he's not gonna call her Aunt Bailey. I mean, she took a risk and, and it worked out. It's just another thing that you just don't expect the catfish to do. So we had all these names, all these private profiles, all these people that could be real, but we couldn't verify if they were real. We checked Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, every social media you could imagine, just to see if any of these people existed anywhere else on the internet. We even did an internet background search, and from everything we could tell, these names didn't exist. And if the names did somewhat exist, 
these were people that were not from the Houston area. There was one name that kept popping up. We'll call him Daniel M. Now, unlike the rest of Bailey's connections, Daniel had a mostly public profile. From there, we could see he had current posts, statuses, and was even in a current relationship with someone else who seemed very real as well. But the kicker was Daniel was from Ohio. Another name that started popping up, we'll call him Michael M. And he was also from Ohio. So you knew at that time, you knew that she had a boyfriend from Ohio? Yeah, because they were connected through, uh, he was in the Air Force and because he knew people on, from the Air Force base, they connected on Facebook. And so that's how they met. But they lived together and stuff like for a long time. And yeah, they were going to get married and all this stuff. She talked about him a lot. In what fashion? You know, it was mostly negative, like the things he did. Like, uh, for instance, she got this great internship to go to a top fashion school in France. But Michael wouldn't let her. Shit like that. She was with Michael for a couple of years. He went overseas. He was in the military. And it was really hard for them because he was overseas. And he wouldn't let her do anything. <clears throat> he would make her uh, delete uh, her Facebook and her Snapchat and her Instagram and her Twitter or Twitter or whatever. It, it just... It, that's why she doesn't have any of these things. They broke up a year before her and I met, almost to the day. Like they broke up in January 2018, and I met her in December 2018. I think she had a miscarriage. She did. She had a miscarriage with him. I said something about how I wanted five kids, and I, I think I made a joke, like, hopefully you can handle it or something like that, something stupid. <laughs> and she said, uh, she said, well, I know I can get pregnant. And I said, oh, you don't have any kids? And, and then she said, no. And I said, well, did you have an abortion? And she said, no. And I said, oh, you had a miscarriage? She said, yeah. And she was real quiet about it because it was obviously a touchy subject for her. And there was one point where she texted me at about 9 in the morning and said, uh, one of my ex-boyfriends texted me at 4 in the morning. He wants to know what he's doing wrong. This is also fucking stupid when I think about it. He wants to know what he's doing wrong with women. I was like, maybe he just wants to talk to you because he's uh, his girlfriend just dumped him. And he, that's what people do. They call their exes when they get dumped. She's like, no, no, he's he's for real. He wants to know what happened with us. And I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to tell his ass what he did. And I'm going to tell him what a piece of shit he is. And I'll crap. And uh, yeah, that was like an ongoing theme for like the next two weeks. Stumbling upon Michael and Daniel was a major breakthrough in the case. From everything we could tell, Michael and Daniel were victims of Bailey's catfishing too. Still, at this point, we had no solid proof whether Bailey was real or not. But now we knew that Bailey had indeed carried on at least two online relationships with men from across the country. She also had another boyfriend um, before that named Junior. He was a gangbanger. He was into a lot of bad shit when they were in high school. It was more or less her high school sweetheart and uh, drugs and he was part of a gang. There was a time where she was driving and he was in front of her. As a matter of fact, this happened in like May. This happened while her and I were still together. She put on her Facebook, I just saw the funniest thing ever while driving. And then one of her friends said, what'd you see? And then she responded, I'll text you. Well, she told me what she saw on the phone later on that night. Cause you asked her. Cause I asked her and she said, she was two cars behind her ex-boyfriend and his two gang member buddies. The light turned green. The car in front of her beeps his horn because they didn't go. Well, Junior Junior and his friend get out of the car and start shooting this car up with guns. Just shooting it up, shooting the side of it, shooting the tires out. And they get back in the car and drive away. And she thought it was like the funniest thing in the world. 
And obviously, I remember that. I was like, that's not really, that's kind of fucked up. That story was like, not I'm going to say the first time, but that was really when it started to settle in my in my head that this girl's a storyteller. This girl's a liar. It, I mean, that's just so stupid. And another thing about this junior guy is he would always come into her work. She's a hairdresser. He would always come into her work because she was a photographer. He would take pictures of the models and bring them into the, she worked at the Vogue which isn't even a real place, by the way. She would always say, like, uh, I'm so annoyed right now. i say, what is annoying you? I mean, she would do that all the time. She would she would lead into something. Because Junior's here, and he won't leave me alone. He's grabbing me and getting all up in my shit. I would say, why is that guy there? Why is your ex-boyfriend there? I thought he's a gangbanger. What's he doing taking pictures and shit? <laughs> she would say something like, don't give me attitude. And then we ended up fighting about it. I mean, it, it got to the point where it was almost like, I was not attacking her on some of these things because I felt bad for her. I didn't want to make her look stupid. I didn't want to make her look worse than it already looked. It kind of also made me think to myself that this girl has some issues emotionally. Maybe that's why she's dating someone who lives, you know, 1,200 miles away. For every crazy thing she did, for everything, you know, that I didn't like about her, but also at the same time make me think that she was more real. To our surprise, we could find no online presence of Junior the Gangbanger. We considered reaching out to Daniel and Michael to ask about Bailey, but doing so could risk them reaching out to her and perhaps blow our cover as investigators, which could result in being blocked, or worse yet, Bailey deleting her account and halting our search for the truth. We knew if we ever wanted to find the truth, we needed to see Bailey's full profile. Adding her as a friend wouldn't work, and creating a fake account wouldn't either. So I called Steven, and he granted me his Facebook password. With the click of a button, we dove into a wormhole of deceit that dated back to 2011. Right away, we started seeing how convincing Bailey really was. A post by Bailey Jester, June 16th, 2019. So I'm just going to put this out there. Just visited my great grandma at her assisted living home, and in her room she has pics of all her grandchildren and great grandchildren, and so on, etc., on her walls. And guess whose picture is biggest of them all? Mine, of course. And that's because I'm her favorite out of everyone. Just saying, lol. Hashtag, her other grandkids are lame as fuck. And there's 22 likes and four comments. One of the comments is from Jake Tyler Jester, and he says, Oh, fuck off. You were such a brat. LOL. Bailey responds, You jealous-ass bitch. And then Bailey's dad, Robert Jester, responds, Bailey Ray, you be nice now, you hear. LOL. Goofball. There are hundreds more statuses just like that. Deep, personal, intricate stories with plenty of interaction from other profiles, obviously substantiating the legitimacy of that very status. One of the more convincing tools that the catfish used were screenshots of text messages that she had with various family members and friends. The act of sharing these screenshots on social media and with Steven added considerable depth to her character and gave the impression of a life outside of Facebook. It was apparent that whoever was doing this was taking it very seriously, putting in the work and thought to make it feel and look real. But why? That was the biggest question. I think, why was she doing this? And I, I just don't, I don't really understand. Yeah, and this got me kind of thinking, 
about how we use social media today. And in some ways, we are also kind of doing this. We are curating a identity for our followers. But obviously she took the lie to a whole other degree. Yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily lying when I post a picture, but there is a sense of that I'm, I'm trying to form an identity through my social media of who I am and what I'm doing in my life. Editing the, for other people. I'm editing, yeah. We're all doing that in, in many ways for a lot of strangers. I mean, most of the people on my Facebook and on my Instagram, I don't actually know them personally. In his book, Psychology of the Digital Age, Dr. John Soler writes, The various parts of our identity. We might even think of them as the different selves within us, with each one being true. Each online environment allows for a different expression of these inner selves. The self expressed in one place is not necessarily deeper, more real, or more authentic than another. Each environment allows us to see the different perspectives of that complex thing we call self. To better understand Bailey, we wanted to go back to where it all started, where it all began. On October 2nd, 2011, Bailey is tagged in her very first photo with Dustin Meredith. It shows Dustin Meredith with his arm around Bailey. The caption reads, bestie, with a heart emoji. Then on November 27th, 2011, Dustin posts another picture of Bailey and him, but this time, Bailey is holding a kid in her arms. From what we could tell, they look like a two-year-old little girl. A status from Bailey on December 15th, 2011. I swear, Jake is just like his daddy Dustin, always eating, XD. We just got home from dinner. He ate all his food and got an ice cream cone as soon as we walk into the house. He sees the cookies and yells, ooh, cookies, and grabs two and takes off with them. We haven't talked very much about Dustin. He's a blonde-headed guy with a serious smile. His cover photo is a storm cloud, and his profile is very private. He's not even friends with Steven, so we can't see very much. The genesis of Bailey's account clearly shows Dustin and Bailey together, raising a child. A son or daughter, it's hard to tell. The status referring to their son Jake contradicts the photo, but along with this single photo and status, there are more than a dozen photos of Bailey with what appears to be her child. So what we have here is a catfish who originally created two fake profiles, Bailey Jester and Dustin Meredith, two parents who were seemingly raising a child. It's worth mentioning, when we're finding all of this out, Dustin is in a relationship with Bailey's sister, Skylar Rose. Bailey has never mentioned to Steven that she had kids, or at one time dated Dustin Meredith, who's now her sister's fiancé. From what we could tell, this was an abandoned storyline. This narrative could have began here, but it clearly evolved and changed over the course of the next eight years. A status from Bailey Jester, posted December 22nd, 2011. Jake is so freaking cute. I love my little man. He ran to me for protection from daddy since he got mad and threw water on Dustin, LMAO. Such a little stinker. Heart emoji. This won't be the last time we talk about Dustin. Then there was this development of other characters, of other profiles. A status from Bailey posted December 2nd, 2011. I hate playing Call of Duty with Dustin, Ryan, Marky, Krellen, John, or Chris. Fuck this. I give up. It always pisses me off. LOL. Dustin Meredith responds, Aw, poor baby. Don't hate because you suck at it. 
there are no tags on the names, meaning the profiles weren't even created yet. They were just names, which we know will eventually, Bailey will put a face to these characters so they can interact, they can post and tag Bailey in their photos. She's not thinking someone's going to scroll all the way back and track it. And I guess no one did. Okay, let's do another John Solar quote. In his book, Psychology of the Digital Age, Dr. John Soler writes, Your digital identity that evolves over time, that transcends time, perhaps for the benefit of future generations to witness, is the end product of what you save, delete, and lose. Some people say everything that has ever been uploaded is preserved somewhere in the massive archives of cyberspace memory, including all the information about who you are and what you did online. Your digital self lifts into eternity, only time will tell how much the internet will transcend time, as well as how cyberspace might allow us to attain some measure of immortality. With Steven's account, we weren't only able to see Bailey's full profile, but any other profiles that Steven was friends with, like Skylar Rose, Bailey's little sister. Like Bailey, Skylar had hundreds of photos that dated all the way back to 2013. And there was even videos of her, of her singing, videos of her dancing, of her in this small apartment drinking tea. And then she also has her own kind of friend network that's not really related to Bailey in the sense that Bailey hangs out with them. Next to Bailey, Skylar was one of the most developed and intricate profiles. Steven and Skylar interacted frequently on different occasions, but especially when Bailey and him would fight. Every time we got into a fight, her brother or sister would message me. Not just her brother or sister, after a while it was her friends too. They wouldn't necessarily message me about the fight, but they would message me like, um, for instance, if Bailey and I got in a fight and we didn't talk for, for two or three days. Because like I said, like, it was just this thing. When, when we had a bad fight, we wouldn't talk for three days. And I would get a message from her friend saying, hey, do I know you? Or hey, did you go to you know Newton High School or some, 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 you know, something stupid? And like, no, you know, and it was one of her friends on Facebook. I remember the first fight, we had a really bad fight. Uh, we didn't talk for two or three days. This was probably in February, March, something like that. And her sister messages me on Facebook. Hey, did you and my sister have a really bad fight last night? Because she wouldn't answer any of my phone calls. She wouldn't answer any of my texts. I went over there, and she was, like, in a really bad mood. And then she just, like, had a nervous breakdown. I know her starts crying about what's going on. And I didn't know what was going on with her. I just want to make sure she's okay, and I want to make sure you guys are okay, because I know she really likes you. She really wants to be with you, and you know, all this stuff, right? But I noticed in that message, she spelled the word again, A-G-I-A-N. Now, Bailey, every time she typed in again, it was A-G-I-A-N. And now when Skylar messaged me that, it was, are you and my sister fighting again? It's the first thing I read, and it was A-G-I-A-N. And I remember thinking, why the fuck is her sister spelled wrong, too? And then scrolling through Skylar's profile. We find out that Skylar also dated Michael M. Skylar Rose is with Michael, June 4th, 2014. When my boyfriend describes me as his cute, cuddly, murderer girlfriend, because apparently that's a perfect description of me. Ha 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 ha. Well, okay then, you mofo. I see how it is. LOL. So it appears Michael dated Bailey and then dated Skylar. Right after. So Michael got catfished by both of them. We know they talked on the phone with Bailey based on some statuses that we found. I would assume that he would have said, hey, your voice sounds a lot like your sister. If you're confused by all of this, all the names, the accounts, who is real or who isn't, 
You're not the only one. Still, at this point, we had no proof that Bailey was in fact a catfish. Next, we wanted to see if Daniel or Michael ever physically was with Bailey at any time. If they appeared in photos together, or appeared in some kind of status or location tag. And that's provable. That they actually met each other in person. We found plenty of statuses of them referring to one another. And some statuses that were even questionable, like them watching a movie together. But we knew this was something that Stephen Bailey did too. Bailey would tag Stephen in a status, watching so and such movie. But we knew they weren't together in person. But on Facebook, it looks like they were. And then, we found actual images of Bailey and Michael together. Well, she said, um, I remember I was at Target, and she said, Hey, do you care if um, my friend Zoe makes a picture of us together? I'm like, what? So yeah, she does like she's a graphic designer or something. So, yeah, whatever. And then within like two minutes, she sends me a picture of um, of me and her together. It's like Photoshop together. If you don't look close, it almost looks like we're together. I don't know. Maybe the picture set me off. I don't know what it was, but something set me off to where I w was going to try to talk to her sister and see if I can hear the little zinging noise on the other end of the phone while I was talking to her. Now, if she's on the phone with me and I Facebook message her, I'll hear the noise. It's like a little zoom. So it sounds like a little vibration, a quick vibration. Now, I was at Target. She knew I was at Target, and I kept telling her I was at Target. Now, the fact that I was at Target meant that I couldn't be on the phone and be on the internet at the same time. I get off the phone with her, and I start talking to Skylar randomly. I get home and I call Bailey, and I'm like, oh, I'm at Target still. She's like, oh, and I immediately send Skylar a message while she's logged on to Facebook, while I'm still talking to her, while she thinks I'm at Target. I immediately send Skylar a message while I'm talking to Bailey, and right away I hear that zinging noise. Still to come on Find Bailey. That, for some reason, I'm, I, I know I've had more convincing evidence for the past six months that, that this chick is cat, catfishing me. That was it. That was the last of it. I was convinced. I said, you got to FaceTime me right now. And uh, I was like, otherwise, I, I can't be with you anymore. i got to break up. We have to break up. I, like, I have to see your face. I have to see your fucking your face move. You know, I have to hear something. Well, I have to hear your voice. She's like, okay, we will. We will. I said, no, right now. She's like, uh, why right now? Why can't I do it? So I paid 10 bucks, you put this phone number in, and within seconds you get the name of the person the number belongs to. So big surprise, Bailey was not who she says she is. And I remember I hung up and I swear, I, did, I had no feelings, I had no nothing. I was just so, I was almost relieved to be done with this bullshit that I've been dealing with for the past six months, because I was so fed up. Then you called me and said, yeah, I'm almost convinced. Not only is she catfishing you, but she's been, she's made up a shit ton of people. This is deeper than you think. This podcast was written and produced by Robert E. Hoxie and Julia Pink. Special thanks to Stephen Hoxie for sharing his story, and to John Suler for allowing us to share his research.